Hi, I'm Joy. Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Girlish Gurus. And Susan, why are we here? We are here to start a conversation about female empowerment and the issues facing women our age at this time, and to have some fun along the way. So let's get started. Okay. So the topic for this episode is, I think, out of the initial episodes that we've done, this one has interested me the most for a number of different reasons. But I thought that it would be important to talk about creativity. And I agree. I think, well, you and I have talked about this a lot. Extensively, extensively. And what can happen because of societal pressures or family influence or whatever you want to call it, that so many of us suppress our creative sides, our imagination, our creativity, all of those things that actually, to me, make life more fun. We're advised to suppress all that, that having a life as a creative person isn't as... Are you looking for the financial? No. Well, yes and no. Not so. Well, I think the way society views it, it's all fine and good if you want to be a creative, but that's not how you're going to make a life for yourself. Right. That's something you do for fun. Yes. Unless you are a prodigy violinist or Van Gogh or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or... Well, it's, it's Harper Lee or something like that. It's looked at as frivolous mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, there now actors, actresses, painters who were brave enough and strong enough to do it anyway, no matter what mm-hmm. society or people were telling them to do, they're their own type of person. They're I unicorns. Think. Yeah, they are unicorns. But the rest of us have been pushed to be more practical. Right. We're focused on productivity, not on creativity. Right, exactly. And my beliefs about that have changed so much. I know that I personally suppressed so much of my creativity for so many years that when I finally chose to find it again, it took a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm still kind of trying to mine it back out of me. Well, I think... We have those ideas and beliefs that people project onto us at a very young age, and they harden into blocks to a great extent. So once you finally say to yourself, okay, well, I'm going to give myself permission to explore that, it's extremely hard to do it because it feels so wrong. (laughs) It does. It feels so wrong. It does. And you almost allow yourself to believe it's a waste of your time, right? Mm -hmm. Because it isn't necessarily productive. So it goes against what we've been taught. That to be of importance in society, you need to be productive. Mm -hmm. But do we work to live or do we live to work? Well, in the United States, we live to work. We do. In many other parts of the world, they work to live. So I agree. We've had it backwards. 
again, another benefit of travel. I'm just saying. But (laughs) so what are some of your perspectives on your creativity journey? I remember as a child being a very creative child. I had a huge imagination. And I was always looking for something creative to do. I think back and back then my parents really encouraged it, which is interesting because later as I got older, they, they didn't as much. And I understand that. they Because were, it's okay for children. Yes. Yes. And as I got older and I had to think about real life, that's air quotations there, my parents were less inclined to support me on that creative path. And so I danced and I painted and I sang and I... I had such an imagination. I loved playing games. I loved, there were so many things as a child that I can remember doing. I used to have the Jerry Lewis telethons. You might not remember this, but muscular dystrophy would send you a kit to have your own little carnival to raise money for muscular dystrophy. And I used to have them. And my parents let me do that. Wow. I would decorate my bike and ride in the pet (laughs) parade in Evans City. And I mean, just all these goofy things, but it made me happy. Hmm. And then I can remember when it was time to decide about going to school Now it's time to get serious. Now we have to be serious. We can't Mm -hmm. think about these. I wanted to be a dancer. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to do. But mm, that, you know, you aren't going to be able to support yourself as a dancer. You can't. No, we need to go to college. You need to go to college. And so that's kind of when it started for me. Although I still danced while I was in school. And even after. But the older I got. The less. The less and less time Mm -hmm. I spent on those things that used to mean so much to me and that I loved so much. And I just kind of put them all away. The one thing I can say that I continue to do and always loved, and for me it was a creative outlet, was cooking. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of stayed with me throughout my life. Until recently when I decided to quit my corporate job which was a big step. And I did it for a lot of reasons. But when I did that, I made up my mind that I was going to go back and explore all those things I knew I wanted to do and used to love. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been painting and I've been playing the piano again and I've been writing and not so much dancing, although I do dance around the house a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We can have a dance party later. But yeah, just re-exploring those creative, that creative side of myself that I've kind of buried. Mm -hmm. And I think for me too, when I was a kid, I knew I was going to be a lawyer when I was 17. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. I was always a pretty good student for the most part. Maybe not a great student because I was distracted by other things. But when I applied myself... I was a good student and I was good at school. So I knew I was going to keep going to school when I left high school. I knew I would get my bachelor's degree and then I knew I would go on and I did. The other thing that I wanted to do, I was one class short of having a minor in English literature when I was a college student and I abandoned it because becoming a lawyer absorbed so much of my focus, but I had some thoughts really early on that there was no outlet for creativity in the law. I mean, if you're trying to be creative as a lawyer, you could wind up in in trouble. But 
there's no outlet for creativity. And if there is in the practice of law, it's subtle and you've got to really reach for it. And if you're not able to develop or foster some kind of hobby or some kind of other interest aside from the practice of law, unless you really, really love it. And I know lawyers who do. They really, really love it. And I agree with that to a certain extent. I did have a love for the law for for the longest time. Yes. (laughs) But if that is not your main love in life, if that's your not your main focus, if it's just a vocation, not your avocation, then it is easy to get burned out. It is easy to lose your way to a certain extent. And so for me, I felt like it was time to explore my writing passion. And I enjoyed writing as a kid. I think I even showed mm-hmm. you my little thing from elementary school, but I've always been a reader and a writer to a certain extent. And so for me, I'm at a point in my life where I'm exploring that. But it's not just that. It's not just the reading and the writing. I also enjoy content creation. Mm -hmm. I enjoy editing and I enjoy putting together even social media posts or working with media and putting it out there. And I do my live stream videos and I do all those kinds of things. And what I'm working on doing is marrying the three things that I enjoy the most being creative in that kind of vein. And that is I enjoy personal finance because that's my area of expertise as a bankruptcy attorney, but I also enjoy technology and I enjoy helping people and generally infotainment. (laughs) And so I finally feel like, okay, there are things in place that I can use inexpensive tools and things like that. So I can, pursue that but it's not easy mm-hmm. to make that change it's not it easy isn't. i actually think it's easier now for young people to go in a more creative direction than it mm-hmm. was when we or at least with me i mean i'm quite a bit older than you but like when i first entered the workforce there weren't a lot of opportunities in a creative mm-hmm. from a creative standpoint there are so many more now and i think it's being embraced more now than it was when i started working i think young people have more opportunities. And I I remember reading an article, and I think it was in the New York Times that was talking about how that is actually going to be the skill, I think that's how they put it, that is going to be needed and looked for in the future is the creativity and the imagination, because of where we are as a society now, Mm -hmm. that that's going to be as valued. Yes. As a practical skill. As a skill. practical skill, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with that. And of course, you and I talked about this before, but Daniel Pink's book, A Whole New yes. Mind, kind of discusses that. He talks a lot about how design and innovation is going to be the skill set of the future. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with that. So what about women who aren't in the same kind of circumstance as you and I? What do you think about suggestions to help them find their creative spark and nurture it. I think one of the best things I could suggest is something that I was led to. It's one of those coincidences that's not a coincidence thing, but I kept reading and seeing about this book called The Artist's Way. And it's a 
book that's been around forever. It's been, it was written by Julia Cameron. And if you talk to any kind of creative person, they know about this book. And what it did for me was open that door again. It opened the door and it kind of forced me to find the creative side of myself again, because according to her, everyone is a creative. Oh, of course. Every person on this planet is a creative. That's why we're here, is to create. And she helps you to find that piece of yourself again. There are different exercises that help you to think about that and think about how you would be creative. And she sends you on these little field trips to help you nourish your creativity. And to me, it was just a way to find that again. But I mean, for someone who's limited on time, I understand that's a commitment. But I think we all hear this, these words self care, and that is so important. And I think finding your creativity again can be a part of that self care. And I think the artist way is certainly a way to help you do that and figure out mm-hmm how to be playful again, how to enjoy your life again, how to find joy in things in your life again, outside of work and family and obligation. Right, especially Especially now. now. It's such a critical thing. So that would be one way I would recommend doing it. It just helps you. It's a guide. It's almost like a guidebook to finding your creativity again. Mm -hmm. What about you? What would you suggest? So I have a couple of books to suggest to I think that's an excellent place to start. You can also look around on, say, for example, Facebook mm-hmm. or Pinterest or Instagram, and you can find communities Absolutely. there of people who are moving forward with a creativity lifestyle. There's also a lot of people on YouTube who are making videos and who are living a creative lifestyle, which it can be scary. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to look for a book to read that's really going to assist you with that, I would start with Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Mm -hmm. Excellent book. Because that's all about vulnerability. And one step for me in the whole process has been addressing vulnerability. Because it's scary to create something and put it out there and be able to accept criticism because you're you're not going to be able to make everyone happy or not whatever it is you're creating. It may mean the world to you, but there's going to be people out there who will not like it. <laughs> so that's something to think about. The other thing to think about is whether or not you intend for that to feed you. So another great book to read is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks about that. She talks about if you're creating some kind of art then are you expecting it to pay your bills and how to kind of manage Mm -hmm. that? So I think those are two really good resources. And she also told a little bit of a story. I think she was on Oprah and she talked about this. She talked about a woman who her whole life wanted to travel, but she wound up having kids and a lot of young children early on and had to raise the kids herself and was never really able to travel, but she kept a coffee can in her closet. And whenever she could, she would stick a dollar or two in the coffee can. And eventually she was able to save up enough money that when her last child was out of the house, she bought a ticket 
on a ship somewhere and she sailed around the world. And Elizabeth Gilbert talked about how every day, even if you're not making some kind of art, you can still have quests. You can still go out and you can still explore. And in a way, that's kind of a creative thing too. And so it doesn't have to be a huge Mm -mm. thing. It can be something small. And it doesn't have to be, it can be a few minutes a day. It can be a couple of minutes when your kids go to bed. It can be a couple of minutes before they get up. You can find a way to fit creativity into your life. And you can do it in ways that aren't expensive too. Mm -hmm. So like for me even, and we've done this together, the museum. Oh my gosh, it just fills me. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's wonderful. It's And it's free. It's free. Mm -hmm. You can go to the art museum here in Raleigh and it's free. Mm -hmm. So just exploring art and looking Mm -hmm. at art can. Mm -hmm. Or botanical gardens. There's really beautiful. You don't have to pay to get in. And those kinds of things, when you're just around it, sometimes that can be enough to propel you forward or it can just be enough in that moment. It doesn't have to be anything more than that, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that can stir things, I think, too. Like if you Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a way to kind of rekindle, I think Mm -hmm. things like the museums or or music, there's free Mm -hmm. music now, like in Moore Square down in Raleigh, Mm. symphony or jazz, jazz Mm -hmm. on Thursday nights, I think it is. And it's free, Mm -hmm. free to go. And different parks will host music every week or whatever during the summer and things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for us as humans to ignore and kind of completely eliminate any kind of creativity in our life is doing ourselves a disservice. Oh, huge disservice. Yeah. yeah. I think that is one of the reasons we're here. Mm-hmm. And if you're not creating, I mean, what are you doing? You're going to work. You're doing those things that you have to do during the day. I mean, you have to feed yourself and your family and you have to take care of those practical things. But then what are you doing sitting in your, my brother had a uh, lazy boy chair. He called it the brown lounge. You're sitting in your brown lounge and you're existing, surfing your 500 channels or whatever, which might be great for some people, Mm -hmm. but there's more to life. There's more to life than that. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's so much more to talk about on this topic. There really is. And I think we need to do that some more in another episode (laughs) speaking of creativity but for now i think my cup is full (laughs) mine as well thanks for listening to this episode of girlish gurus we hope you'll join us next time for a new interesting and fun topic be sure to check the description of this episode for any links or information about the episode's topics And to find us on our social media platforms. And don't forget to download this episode, give it a good review, and share it with your girlfriends. The more interaction we get, the more episodes we can post. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.